This is episode 194 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. When was the last time you were stuck in your life thinking about problems rather than being able to look at the solutions that exist? When we do that, everything about the choices we make changes. And today we're going to talk about that, especially through the lens of when we're leading others. When we're placed in a leadership position, which I kind of believe all of us are, it's even more important that we understand where our focus lies. And where our focus lies determines how we experience life. We're also going to talk more about my Lead with Hope three-day challenge And I can't wait to tell you about that. So let's get going. This is the podcast where you learn how to build stronger connections and have better conversations using the solution-focused approach. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a solution-focused life coach, and each week we learn new strategies so that we can build our families strong and be the person that we were always meant to be. You can learn more about our products and services by going to thefocusedmindset.com or hop over to Amazon to get 30 Days to Higher Hopes. Hello. Welcome to the Focused Mindset Podcast. I am so glad that you're joining me today. Before we get started on this important podcast, I want to say hello to all of our brand new listeners that we have here today. Some of you are listening on Apple and Spotify, and those particular platforms has really jumped in ratings. So if you're one of the new ones, I want to say thank you for joining me. I know you have a lot of choices of podcasts, and here you are. And remember to follow the show. Remember to push that so it's one of your favorites. Basically, that's just like your favorite TV show. And then whenever I do have a new episode, it pops up. You don't miss out. And you also are the first to hear about all the things that I'm doing. So my goal is to help you feel more hopeful and, and know in your heart that you can be the very best individual that you can be in the world that you live in, the best leader that you can be. I honestly believe that each and every one of us have leadership abilities and some of us um, are yet to tap into them. And we're here to tap into a little bit of our leadership skills today that can help us move towards a place of living in our most hopeful life. As we do, I want to first let you know that my Lead with Hope three-day challenge is live. You are going to see a lot about it online, but I want you to be the very first one to be able to take advantage of this three-day challenge. Sometimes we need to put ourselves in a place where we're ready to take action and then we're we actually need to put ourselves in the situation where we will. It's, it's a weird place where sometimes we find ourselves in because we have the desire to move forward with something in our life. We have first the thought and then we have the desire. But then for some reason, we freeze. It might be a thought of, what if it doesn't work out? It might be a thought of, oh, wait a minute, there's so many fears wrapped around this. And the very hopeful uh, notion that we had, our vision for a future, 
gets lost, gets lost in the weeds of what if. And I don't want that to be you. And one way that you can fight that is to be able to challenge yourself. And you can do that with the three-day challenge. The Lead with Hope three-day challenge is three days of concentrated effort on you being the very best leader and communicator that you can be. And each and every day comes directly to your mailbox. So as soon as you open it up, it's right there. And then you have some really simple things you can do that day to help you be a leader that is communicating with hope. And today we're going to talk a little bit about how different leaders communicate and the difference that it makes. You can get a jump start on your strong leadership abilities by taking the Lead with Hope Challenge. So hop over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com or sharecrets.com, and you'll see right on the first homepage a button where you can join now, and it's free. I'm not charging anything for this. This also lives in my website as a standalone course, um, a little bit more, uh, a little bit with a little more video and a little more footage, of course, to really bulk it up. But the same information can come directly to you. You can read it, you can put it in practice, and you will feel like the most hopeful version of yourself when you do. This is a free opportunity to give back to yourself to be able to give you an edge moving into this next week, this next month, this next season of your important life. Now, today I want to talk to you about living your dash. Now, I was going through one of my journals and I saw on one page that I wrote in really big letters, live your dash. And I don't remember what I was listening to when I wrote that down, but immediately when I read it, I knew exactly what it meant. When you read about someone's life and they've passed on, it will say the day that they were born and the day that they die and what's in between, a dash. And I wonder about how often um, we really put some thinking into what that dash really represents. It represents an entire lifetime of choices, an entire lifetime of events, however long that life might have been. Whether that was a very short in our, uh, you know, the way that we look at time, it is if, it's, if it seems like a short life to us or a very, very long life and someone lived to well past 100, that dash is what represents their life. And the question that I have for you and I had for myself that day when I wrote that in my journal is, how are you living that dash? For me, I want to live that dash. I want to live my dash fully and 100%. And in order to do that, I need to live with expectancy and live in a place where I can fully embrace the next part of my life. That kind of restructured the way I was going to approach even this very podcast. I've just been so excited about the things happening, but my head's been in a whirlwind. Like, what do I do next? How do I, how do I uh, focus? How do I, what do I focus on? It's been a little bit swirling a tad. And this just brought it back to what matters most. What you're doing is living that dash. 
and how you're going to do it. You're going to do it to its fullest. And sometimes that means resting. And sometimes that means uh, doing things that are uncomfortable. And sometimes that means preparation. And sometimes it means standing up and doing uh, the actual event or whatever it is in your life. If you're leading a group of people in any direction, how you approach each situation is going to determine the outcome. If we approach a situation and we're thinking about our problem, then we very well could be moving to avoid something. We're trying to avoid something bad happening. Someone that are not really able to have a clear vision of a bright future, they might fall into constantly living a life to avoid their problems, constantly living their life thinking, well, I don't want something to happen, so I better take this path. That could avoid some problems, but it also could avoid the exact things that you should be doing because you're not living out of expecting a bright future. You're living out of thinking about the things that happened in your past that were unpleasant or the things that someone might have told you could happen so you want to avoid it. If you're living with your future in mind, with a clear vision of what you really want your narrative to be, if you're using a solution-focused lens to look at your life, then you're no longer problem-focused. You're looking for the solutions that exist and that exists in your immediate future. And that means you're going to take action. That means you're going to take a step towards that future, not thinking, oh, wait a minute, maybe I should avoid because you're thinking, maybe I should step forward in order to, in order to reach. And then you talk about what you're really planning on moving towards. It doesn't mean that everything that you move towards is going to be right for you. You might find that you need to pivot, but the mindset of moving towards hope means that we move in expectancy. We move in a deliberate manner to step into our future rather than try and avoid problems. Can you feel as we talk about that, the difference between the two? Can you think of a time when you were progressing? It's either in a relationship or a job or uh, even in your family life because you wanted to avoid something bad happening. If you can remember that time, you probably were more anxious. You probably weren't as satisfied with the things that were happening. And you probably lived with um, an expected negative result even. Because you're in, in a thinking about avoiding the problem, you're also thinking about the problem. <laughs> because it's on the forefront of your mind. And we've learned about how the mind works and how the reticular activating system is always looking for patterns. And if you're saying, oh, I hope that doesn't happen, it better not, then your mind notices even the smallest little possible situation where it might happen. It's like the way that my daughter is scared to death of throwing up. She always has been. I know a lot of kids have a fear of throwing up. Hers is pretty large. And I have noticed throughout her life, even though she almost never throws up. I, I mean, really, she's blessed. She hardly ever gets sick. Um, that in that part of her life, she's usually problem focused. 
because she wants to avoid it so desperately that anything that might lead to that, she is just, she has a wall up around her immediately. If there's any thought that throw up might occur, I can sort of identify with her because I do everything to avoid that too. There's some people who are like, well, you'll feel so much better, but no, no, I, I'd rather avoid it. <laughs> um, even in the most smallest things about in life though, this rings true. And as well as the largest things in life that can absolutely shape our future. If we live in a, in a re, with the um, intention of avoiding a problem, we aren't going to step out far enough. We're not even going to have the opportunity of seeing the full vision. Because like I said, immediately it's going to be sabotaged by thoughts of the problem. So how can we avoid this? We can avoid it by noticing. Noticing that it is happening and then making a deliberate turn towards hope. And then asking ourselves once again, what is my hope for today? And what is my hope for the next steps in my life? Sometimes we're not in a place where we can really envision uh, a long time in the future. And when that happens, what's our job? To take the next right choice, which will lead to the next right choice. And then we believe it wholeheartedly pivoting if we need to, and then taking that next right choice again. The benefit of that is amazing because through action, we get to experience ourselves moving forward into our preferred future. And, you know, we don't have to have everything all figured out and every single taking every single webinar and every single course on a subject to be able to move forward. And as we move forward, we're literally experiencing ourselves doing it, which cultivates hope because action cultivates hope. So as we're moving forward, like, oh, I'm learning something through this. I see the other side. I see myself move. I feel myself. I, I am doing it myself. This is an incredible thing to really conceptualize because that means that you do not have any actual reason to fear. Because taking action is what moves you to your preferred future. So you are, can feel absolutely comfortable and safe with putting that mindset aside that allows you to be just frozen in your tracks or possibly moving in the wrong direction instead of just saying, I'm on the path, I'm on the road, and I'm moving in that direction one step at a time. Action. Action is what moves us closer to hope. We can't stay in one place and expect our hope to grow. We need to be able to see a brighter future, know we can take action to get there. And then through those little steps, we can then say, okay, now we are on a completely different path. Now, what if we take it the next step and we live in expectancy of a uh, hopeful result, right? I expect this to go well. I expect to have some ups and downs, but at the end, it's going to be closer to the place that I meant to be, what I was born to do. That even feels differently, doesn't it? It really begins to help us shape our leadership in the right way. 
Now I said we we're going to talk about leadership. If you're leading a staff of a, a thousand people, two people, leading yourself or leading your family, if you're the person that's been put in leadership of your children, ultimately we are because we're raising them. When we're in a leadership position, we need to evaluate if we're leading from a place of hope regularly, because how do we want those people that we're leading to, uh, to approach their own life? Just take kids, for example. What do we want them to do when they come up against a roadblock in their life? Do we want them to run from their problems? Or do we want to raise a child that gets frozen in their fear and chooses not to take steps forward? I don't think any parents want that. So why would we parent towards that? Instead, we need to lead by example and allow both them and us to think big and then move forward in that direction within the capabilities of what we have and where we're at in our space and time. This is exactly how people learn to, uh, to break free from anything that's holding them back. So this, it works the same way with the staff or people that are watching you for leadership. When they see that you say, okay, let's give this a try. All right. Well, what do you think could happen? And maybe when you as a leader, you're listening and going, oh, your first thought is, oh, I'm not really sure if that can work out. But then you say, you know what? I'm going to believe that this person um, has the capability of moving forward with this and they might have ups and downs, but I'm going to let them give it a shot. And then you instill that person with belief and hope find out the holes in the problem through asking questions and letting them be empowered rather than giving them the, um, oh, I don't know, that might not work, right? All of a sudden, you have an organization, a family, a, a group of leaders that want to move forward together. They're excited to move forward together because no longer are they looking at the possible problems or having a fear of disappointing or ruining your relationship or ruining what you have going on. They say, oh no, this person believes in me. They're, they're just like my wings. They're wanting me to fly. And all of a sudden they're rising to new levels of achievement because of how you approached your leadership in their life. You approached it with that type of attitude of, you got this and I believe in you. It's a different type of expectancy. It's expecting that things are and should move in a great direction and you are there to help it move in that direction. When it doesn't, it's just time to adjust the wheel. We're still moving in, in, in that direction of hope. I kind of feel as though we don't think about how much this really, really, truly does help us experience life differently. I remember that I was working with this sweet second grader and his teacher was just upset because he seemed to be so unfocused and unhappy in class. And I call his mother and she's upset about how he is at home. He's whining. He's upset. And when I called him up, I am telling you, I probably got 
a long, long string of complaints that seemed like he couldn't even take a breath. seems like he never took a breath. It was just like complain, 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 complain. And as I listened to him, uh, one of his main complaints <laughs> had to do with the fact that his mom was always mad and always upset and always upset at his, him and his sister. And so I remember in that, uh, that counseling session, I said, hmm, I said, well, can you think of uh, what, what might be happening in the story right before your mom is upset usually, when, right before she gets upset? And then he's like, well, seems like she's always upset, but it's usually when she just gets home from work. And usually, you know, all my sister and I are doing is having a little disagreement. We're just asking for her help. And then she yells. And then he starts identifying for his little self all of these really challenging times when a parent would probably yell <laughs> or feel to the child like they're yelling anyway, even if they're just raising their voice. And, uh, and so I brought that to his attention. I said, huh, I wonder what your mom is feeling like when she first comes home from work. How do you feel right when you come home from school? Um, and so we started trying to reframe his own uh, vision of things to look at his mom's point of view. And this counseling session, I thought, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I'm thinking, you know, I had a long string of complaints. I don't know. Maybe he'll look at it from his mom's point of view. Maybe he won't. <laughs> we even went as far to say, I wonder what would be a better time to bring up the things he was bringing up with his mom that she, he really wanted her to talk about. What would be the very best time to talk to her? And he was game. He was he was talking about it. He's like, oh, I think it might be uh, when we're calm right before bed or when we're uh, eating together. I might talk to her about, you know, I don't know, whatever. And so this was like a whole dialogue. But the interesting part was the next day. When he came up to me, he found me and he said, Miss Kretz, he said, everything's different in my family. He said, I don't know why, but I was going to come tell you about how things were going, but everything's different. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, he said, I, I realized that, that I needed to talk to my mom at a different time. And I realized when I came home that you know, she needs a little space and I'm experiencing life differently. And I said, experiencing life differently. What an amazing thing to come from this little child that was complaining to me for, I don't even know how long during our first time talking. And he continued to tell me and he really was experiencing life differently. And that was a few years back. And that was the first time that I started really noticing around me how, yes, we do experience life completely different when we experience it through a lens of hope rather than through a lens of hopelessness and looking at our problems. When we expect a solution to be there on the other side and then act accordingly, I want you to try that out. There's been places in your life where you are living in a place of fearful steps forward rather than confident hope. And even if just for the next three days, how about you dust off a journal if you haven't written it in a while and write down what happens when you choose to look at the world 
through a lens of hope. When you choose to focus on the expectancy of good rather than the problems that could occur. Let's just embrace that new focused attitude together. So I believe it'll make a big difference for you just like it has for me and so many of the people that I've talked to. And uh, I sat before an organization only, I guess it's been six months ago now. And we spoke about this very subject. We spoke about leadership and the direction that leaders can take that creates uh, a hopeful, successful life for their entire organization. And what it boiled down to is that we're focusing on our future self, the future self that we want to be, that we hope to be. We're not focusing on the past or the person that we're not proud of. In a relationship, it looks like we're focusing on the future relationship that we do want to have. How do we want our relationship to look? It's hard to do when we've been in the middle of a problem and the problems happened over and over again. But hard things are meant to do because the gift of the other side of that when we do the hard thing is all that much more rewarding. Um, We can't just do all the easy things and then expect an amazing result out of our life. A lot of the things that we need to tackle in our life are going to be hard. Then you look back and think, that really wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be because it feels great to live with expectancy, with expecting a hopeful future. It actually feels very calming because we do have a purpose and we are meant to find that purpose and live in that purpose. So let's move forward with expectant hope. And don't forget to check the show notes because I'm going to have all those helpful links that you need right there. And until next time, live solution focused. Thank you for listening to the Focused Mindset Podcast. And right now you can hop over to Amazon and pick up your copy of 30 Days to Higher Hopes. But if you want to do something for yourself that's absolutely free, then take my three-day Lead with Hope Challenge. This is the way that leaders all over the place are learning to focus on hope and learning how the power of hope can move people to lasting change. And you join the challenge by heading over to my website at thefocusedmindset.com, where you can also learn about my coaching services. And if you would like to support this podcast, there's a few ways to do that. One, feel free to leave a review. I love reading those. And also become a Patreon by clicking the link in my show notes because it's listeners like you that help this podcast grow and helps me reach more people with a message of focusing on hope. So until next time, live solution focused.